Hey guys, welcome to the Podtendo Podcast. Uh, if you want to get into the show proper, just skip ahead. Uh, the first maybe 5-10 minutes of this is going to be just kind of us rambling, getting in the mood for the scary, spooky month of Halloween. Uh, but if you're not interested in that, skip ahead. There will be a sound cue, maybe it's a commercial, a uh, little song, uh, and that will get you to the show proper. So, we were just discussing before what we want to do. Last year we kind of looked at uh, traditions, favorite candy. There was a big controversy because Tyson said chocolate and he, like you have to be more specific when you say chocolate. It was like just terrible. Uh, so we're not going to do that today. Uh, we're going to look at our worst Halloweens ever. And I said Halloweens because maybe as we're talking we want to just like tell about other crappy ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have one right off the bat that I want to discuss. It was... Normally, I was, like, always into making costumes. Like, our parents or my mom made us costumes as kids. They were always very imaginative. And then at some point, like, when I tried to make a costume, it sucked. Like, one year, I remember I wanted to go as James Bond, because Goldeneye, obviously. So I found a vest, and I had a little pink gun, and I had sunglasses. And I was just wearing my normal clothes, and I was like, obviously, I'm James Bond. Because in my mind, James Bond wore, like, a tactical vest and was in the jungle, and was fighting like Xenia, mm. but in the, everyone else in the world views James Bond as a guy who wears like a suit and drinks martinis, a tuxedo, yeah, yeah. So like I had like the wrong image of a character in my head, and I was like, that's fucking stupid. But so once in a while I hit a costume that I was like, oh, it was terrible. And in university I had a, like a lot of good ones. Like I always put extra time into it. I'd be the guy that like would go to Walmart the week before and I'd paint and I'd color, and I had some really like legit costumes kicking around. And then one year, we went to a costume store, and I found an original Batman costume. Remember when we, you and me and Grant lived together? Yep. yep. And I was like, Mom, this is sweet. Like, you got to get me this. And we put, like, $120 down on a deposit. And that summer, I had ran, like, seven miles every day. And I was, like, very thin. Like, very, very thin. So now, take away, like, two months of drinking three times a week and eating wings all the time and like sitting on my ass and not fucking doing anything because i'm not a fucking ditch digger anymore and not running all the time so i gained some weight so the costume did not look as flattering anymore as well as a latex suit doesn't have any pockets in it Mm. so to compensate i was like i won't wear pants under my costume so like my legs look somewhat thin so i just put like underwear on over the top outside of it and tucked my uh wallet into like the front of my pants thinking like oh yeah it'll just hold in there so go to the bar drinking got so drunk lost my wallet so i have like no money for the weekend uh, and i've got this costume that doesn't fit and it was just the best time ever <laughs> i can imagine so like that's probably one of my worst halloweens just because like the amount of thought that went into it was very sp- like very poor you know like mm. didn't really try too hard that year yeah i've uh i've kind of just checked out of halloween the last couple of years i used to just dress up and everybody like would come over and you know play beer pong and stuff like that in university and it just came that while where everybody else would be dressing up and i'd be like Tyson, why aren't you dressed up? And they're like, oh, no, I totally am. I'm that person's friend. That's that's my costume. <laughs> and they're like, so you're not actually that person's friend in real life? And you're like, exactly. And you're like, eh, it seems like you're just being lazy. Now you're just being a jerk. So that was just kind of a lot of my uh, experiences uh, in Halloween. But I remember the first couple of years of university. I forget what I was dressed up as. I had a bunch of friends that came out. 
and no, it was Reno nine one one, and we had to go as the cops from Reno nine one one, and nice. not not a single person in the world knew who we were, <laughs> and every single like person that in lot the hot like what are you guys dressed up as like freaking like all the same police officer? It's like it's done from a TV show, and you're like. I, I don't get it. What TV show is this? Because like, it was like three or four years after Reno 911 was super popular and the movie came out. So it's like, why did we all choose the same terrible thing? But yeah, getting talked into a bad costume with friends. I remember like going back home as soon as you're done like done from the bar. Like, the bar it's like, go get changed. And my friends were in from out, out of town visiting and they just stayed in it all night. It's like, well, I'm not going to get changed. Like, I'm going to go pat and pass out soon. It's like, yeah, I hated this, and I'm never going to wear this ever again. So I was, like, tossed it in the garbage that night. That's really funny, because what was my... I was just thinking, uh, fuck. Oh, no, it left me. Shit. Oh, that sucks. Was it about Reno 911 or waiting in line outside in the freezing cold? Because it always snows on, oh, yeah. like, Halloween. Especially if you decide to, like, go out, and you're like, you know what, I'm not going to wear a jacket. I'm going to risk it. And you, like, get outside and have a cigarette, and you're like, oh, it's snowing swell this is going to be yeah. the worst time ever yeah we definitely don't live in like the culture that's good for dressing up that's for sure yeah yeah uh i don't know what that one's you yeah, know i definitely had some like dud costumes in the last couple of years too like one year i got this like weird kamikaze like uh, pilot jacket type thing it just like was just that's it that was a costume like it was like jeans t-shirt that and i was like this was a poor attempt at, <laughs> at a costume what other crappy things did I do? We did Wayne and Garth a couple years. That was pretty good. Mm. Last year, I think I was at a conference or something that weekend or like the the weekend before Halloween, whatever was. So I didn't end up doing anything. One year I did. I found a shirt with a crown on it, and then like a little paper crown, and I just went as the king. Mm. People were, How are you? I'm like I'm the king, and people were like that's genius. What a great costume! And we played Dungeons and Dragons that night, so that was actually really fun. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. Yeah, we did another one. We did, like, a murder mystery one night. These are kind of, like, later in life. Yeah. Uh, me and my wife, we reversed roles. I was Leia. She was Han Solo one year. That was mm. pretty fun, actually. I think I still have the, the head headset. So nice. I, like, braided this yarn to make it look like Princess Leia hair. That was a lot of fun. Then you Shit, went all no. out. Yeah. We had some, I had some, like, some thought. So you were cops and no one knew who you were. Yes. From hmm. Reno nine one one, yeah, that's. I don't even know what what the character's name was. That's how popular it was. But it was it was the around the year where everybody was dressed up as like Finn from Adventure Time, and Adventure Time just kind of blew up, and everybody was dressed uh. as the same freaking people. And it's like, who is this person? Like, oh, that's Finn from Adventure Time. Such a sick show. And then I remember watching it and being like, I hate ninety percent of the world. <laughs> that's fair. If everybody thinks that this is a good show, I I. I feel like I'm a, I'm the only sane person in a sea full of crazy. So all right, I, I've got a thought working in my head. It's going to come back, and I'm just going to randomly like expel it as we're talking about this game. So yeah. prepare yourself, world, because it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> it's a coming. I also feel like as much as I say I love Halloween time and I love like scary movies and stuff, the act of having to dress up and go socialize. I'm not a big socializer. <laughs> like the thing about it, I'm like, I don't really enjoy going out too much and having to dress up, and it is cold, and like everyone's just being a fucking asshole because people are just fucking assholes when they drink, and it, yeah, it's one of those things. I'm like, huh, 
I don't know why it looks so fondly upon this month, but yeah, I think it's probably because the free candy as a kid, media, you know, like TV shows and like movies. Uh, I just love them so much. Mm. I think it's also The Simpsons. They were just basically like, look, this is awesome. You're like, ah, this is awesome. Could be. I don't know. I did power through uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark earlier this year. That was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There's. Uh, they only have season one on Netflix. And I, I know. I tried, uh, tried watching the far inferior um, Goosebumps, and I literally can't get through an episode without being like, I need to turn this off before I just like uh, hate this. You should watch one is called... Uh, no, is it called Split Peas or something or Spilled Peas? It's the worst episode ever. It's about this like demon baby that it's, it's atrocious, just mm-hmm. one of the worst things ever. So I'll probably just skip it. Yeah, I would just not watch it. But yeah, but there, there's our crutch again of let's talking about scary media. We were going to do that today. Uh, worst Halloweens. Those are probably the yeah some of the worst Halloweens for sure. I just so. don't, I can't seem to have a good one. So. <laughs> Eh, I've had a couple. A couple are okay that are that are fine. I usually get like I think yeah, it's drinking too much. It's great, mm. great, great. Oh, when do you celebrate Halloween? So my theory is it's the Saturday around Halloween. So if Halloween's on like Thursday, you can celebrate it on the Saturday, the Friday Saturday. Uh, if it's on like the Sunday, you just celebrate. You pick a day, Friday Saturday. So there should be Halloween parties both nights that you can go to. Or you could potentially do two different costumes. That's my theory. Is Halloween should be like a two-night affair, and it's always Friday, Saturday. You don't do a Halloween party on like a Wednesday unless you're a degenerate like university student or something like that. That's probably the more responsible way of doing it. But I still feel like, like well, if you want to celebrate Halloween and it's on Tuesday, get your ass out there. It's a like I think that like if moving it to the weekend is just so reckless. It's like man, you can't just willy-nilly choose like because what happened what do you choose the weekend before the weekend after like let's say the 31st is on tuesday do you celebrate it on the 28th and 29th and just be like fuck 31st or do you celebrate in the fourth and the fifth in november like that's so reckless of you guys you just gotta choose that one day just if it it sucks that it falls on on a weekday just means you can't drink you're a stickler too like St. Patrick's Day has to be the 17th. Yes. You can't go out, like, if the 17th is a Thursday, you can't go out on the Friday for St. Patrick's Day. So we're like, that was yesterday? I'm like, exactly. fuck you, it was close enough. No, I... no, not even close. That's like saying it's like, oh, yeah, it's the it's the, it's the the 24th, best celebrate Christmas. And you're like, no, Christmas is on the 25th. Or your birthday, it's like, I'm going to celebrate my birthday on the weekend before. I used to do that, but now it's like, no is that day it's that day unfortunately if it falls on a weekday that's 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 the price you pay for those and that's what makes you appreciate the saturdays and the sundays so much more you're a terrible person you're actually probably so terrible that you probably enjoyed this terrible game we're talking about today there's my segue that was my segue sure did nice all right let's get into today's game
Welcome to the Poddendo Podcast, where we analyze, reminisce, and replay the glory of old Nintendo games. We can be contacted on Twitter at Poddendo Podcast, email us at poddendo at gmail.com, ah, 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 or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash poddendo. I am your co-host, Rubik's Cube Master Mick, and I will be joined every episode by my co-host... Chancellor Tyson. Ah, ah. Uh, how's that for my count? That's not bad. Yeah. Not, not I, too bad. I was like, I kind of just started out randomly doing it and then just kind of like spun into nothing. I don't know. You, sometimes just, once you start, you can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I rewatched Community. <laughs> There's that one episode where the Dean comes out and he starts rapping. <laughs> and he, I forgot <laughs> he's, he's dressed up as. Like he's like dressed up as a sailor and then he starts rapping and he gets like really into it and he's like, the motherfucking cops in my face. I put a gun in their mouth. And I start pulling and he's like, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I was saying, I was like, oh, it's like the best Dean entrance. It really is. <laughs> I miss that show. That show, unfortunately, didn't live long enough. It was, uh, it was. It definitely like was one of those things. Like when it started to fade, like you can see where it starts becoming on life support. So yeah, I, I also I have a I have my quarrels with Dan Harmon. So we'll leave it, it should at have that. been. It should have been a four season show. That's it. I, it was about yes, community college, right? Yes, but Dan, like they should have they should have made a beginning, middle, and an end, and that should have been the story. So yes, unfortunately, Dan Harmon's kind of an a hole, and he got his ass fired. So. Cool. Well, today's game that we're talking about is Ghosts and Goblins for the NES. The release date of this title was in arcade September 19th, 1985, and on the NES November 1st, 1986. What system did you play this on? I actually played an emulator on the NES. I did that as well, as well as I bought a copy on my 3DS. That's really good. The last two games, I paid for these. I just didn't get, like, free copies. I think I pay for... Nah, sometimes I pirate some of it. But, yeah, I was like, hmm, good for me. Good for me for spending, like, little micro transactions here and there. Good job. Yeah. It's it's nice to kind of boost our video game companies and help support them. That's it. How long to beat has this game at? Five hours. Price at release was $50. If we factor in inflation, that's $98.64. Current eBay price, you can get a copy of this for about $25, or you can get an inboxed copy for $2,200. So much monies. eShop price, it's $5 on the 3DS Wii Wii U. It is also available on the Capcom Capcom Arcade Collection for the Xbox 360 and PS4. I like those big collections. They're fun. Yeah, especially when they're just like, hey, here's a bunch of games that we made for these previous systems that instead of buying, you know, microtransactions and buying them individually, it's like, how about 30 bucks for like, I don't know, all of them. And we're like, deal, this is such a good deal. I used to do that for all, I, I had all the uh, Street Fighters and Final Fights on collections. So Sweet, yeah, that's fun. That was, yeah, that was tough to collect. I did Mega Man Legacy collection Ooh, there's legacy 2 coming out i got that too nice. i was like first day i was like do you have any copies left i was like we haven't sold any i didn't know anyone knew about that or cared i was like oh but i got it i'm gonna go home and you're like yeah. sweating cause you ran there yeah god damn it god damn well that's what we were gonna do we were gonna do a mega man show at some point well there's always next year yeah, exactly 
All right, so the development details of ghosts and goblins. Also, I don't know if I'll ever say that name right. It's ghosts and goblins. But there's also a ghouls and ghosts, and like a goblins and ghouls, and like a ghouls and... I, yeah. It's confusing. Confusing, confusing. The Famicom version was released June 13th, 1986, and was the first Famicom game to utilize a 128-kilobyte cartridge. The NES version was programmed by... Micronics and published by Capcom. There are several other ports of this title on the Commodore 16, 64, and Amiga. So that's Commodore 16, Commodore 64, and Commodore Amiga, as well as the Game Boy. It was ranked 129th on Nintendo Power's Top 200 game list. The title sold very well, uh, estimating about 1.64 million copies sold ghosts and goblins is often cited as an example of one of the most difficult games of all time due to its extreme level of difficulty as well as another little thing that i don't want to spoil right now so we'll just leave it as that arthur the main character or i guess sir arthur is a reference to king arthur and the legend of camelot which ties back into tentagle from the last episode so podtendo is really just like we're so big, we're starting to fold in on ourselves, you know? We're making references on references. It's very fun. Princess Prinprin, the damsel in distress, is a reference to princess? 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 Like, print is short for princess, right? Yeah. I, so I, her name is Princess Princess Princess. The worst name I've ever heard. She's also referred to as Guinevere, which was King Arthur's uh, queen in Camelot. So, mm. Print print is easier to spell. I like princess, princess, princess. And then Satan, the main villain of the game, king of the demon world, is a reference to the main villain of the Bible? Is that how you would classify Satan? He's the main villain of the Bible? I didn't realize that. Sure, we'll go with that. I don't know. Like I, I, was, I wrote that down. And I was like, "How would you describe Satan?" I was like, "He was the bad guy in the Bible, right?" Well, I mean, like the main one. Yeah. Well, he's the one that kind of. He was one of the four. There's four he, angels, and he's the fallen one. And yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah. So he was kind of like the the Sauron in like Lord of the Rings. There was also like a Saruman and like a worm tongue, but like the main guy was like Sauron. Yes. Yes. So we'll just go with that. Let's go mm-hmm. with that. Uh, the controls of this fine, fine, scary, spooky title, they are great. They suck. You can jump and shoot. Uh, you have to re- be very twitchy and enjoy trial and error. Oh, and sometimes you can duck, and sometimes you just duck for no reason, and it's the best thing ever. <laughs> like, you're just in there, and you're just like, oh, I'm not moving. Oh, I climbed down this ladder, and I'm just ducking, and now this little goblin guy ran into me and killed me. That's... Pfft, best that's what i wanted in my game that's so fun because it felt like you had such power over everything that happened uh, yeah. <laughs> uh i and look i even wrote a note i'm gonna try and say nice things but dear goodness nice things nice things uh, anything to add on the controls of this game <sighs> jumping is very scary sometimes i think the scariness comes from managing to these controls while being thrust in just a hectic world and that's yeah. that's where the true fear in this game lies yeah yeah uh we'll talk more about do you want to talk about how the game plays in the level notes or right now well 
probably touch on it as I go along when I come across bad guys. They're like, this son of a... Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, so we'll leave it at that. Uh, but to get into the mindsets, we're trying to get back to... And we know the date this time. November 1st, 1986. So, it's pretty exciting. We're going to jump into our Podtendo uh, patented Wayback Machine. Uh, with this, we're going to go back, talk about kind of pop culture, other events that are going on, try to get the you know nostalgia juices really flowing and worked up there. So, mm. what was going on November 1st, 1987? Our favorite show. The Simpsons was years away. Just years away. So, I found two examples, and I'm going to tell Tyson about them, and he's going to decide which of he, these shows does, would be his favorite. The first show is called Sledgehammer. This is a, a satirical police show. Uh, it's got lots of humor, kind of very similar to like a Naked Gun or a Police Academy. The reason this uh, the show stands out for me is because the detective Sledge Hammer, that's his name, whose best friend in the world is his gun. <laughs> uh, Disarm at the end of the first season, he disarms a nuclear bomb and destroys the world because they thought they were going to get canceled. They then found out that that episode was so popular that the uh, the network renewed them for a second season. So they set the second season three years before the first season happened. So it's a prequel because canonically the world dest- was destroyed by nuclear bombs. That's pretty amazing. I was watching. Did I watch? Uh, I was watching the pilot for Sledgehammer, and the mayor's daughter is kidnapped. Uh, so he's suspended because he uh, there was a robbery at the grocery store he was at, and he ended up shooting. He's like, "Oh, I went there to get some marshmallows and some eggs and some cereal," uh, and there was a robbery, so I shot both guys in the head. And they're like, uh, "Were your actions justified in the grocery store?" And he's like, "Very much so. I had no groceries at home. I definitely needed eggs." <laughs> So he's as he's he's suspended. He's then driving uh, to work, and he comes up across this shootout. There's a sniper on top of this roof, and the cops are like, "We don't know what to do." Sledgehammer, and he's like, "I got this." Goes into the back of his trunk, pulls out a rocket launcher, and he's like, "I think this will do." Shoots the rocket launcher at the building, and it implodes on itself. And he's like, "Got him!" <laughs> <laughs> at the mayor's office. Uh, going through and they say, look, Sledgehammer, you're the only person that can save my daughter. And he's like, don't worry, Chief, I'll get your daughter, dead or alive. He's like, but the whole point of it is to get her alive. Oh, of course, of course. I don't know why I said that dead part. That's silly. My mistake. (laughs) (laughs) The the episode, yeah, so check it out, Sledgehammer. It's on YouTube. It's pretty funny for an 86 show. Pretty funny. Nice. Uh, The episode that appeared November 6th, all shook up. Sledge goes undercover to learn why Elvis impersonators are being systemically murdered with a golden microphone. So that's show one. Or the second show I've got for you is The Real Ghostbusters. November 1st, when Halloween was forever. Samham, the spirit of Halloween, is released from his century-old prison and seeks to make Halloween last forever by stopping time. Can the Ghostbusters prevent eternal Halloween? Uh, I'm going to say the real Ghostbusters, even though you made a very good case for <laughs> Sledgehammer. Only because I uh, I specifically remember this episode. Yeah. But, like... Because San Hain from the actual um, Ghostbusters is kind of really terrifying if I, he's the character I'm thinking he is. 
I think you maybe no, the yeah. No, I'm thinking the boogeyman. It, yeah, it's the lame pumpkin guy. Yeah. So I'm yeah. gonna go sledgehammer. All right, boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's called the real Ghostbusters because there was like a property called the Ghostbusters in the '70s, which was a TV show about a guy, like two people and a monkey or something or a gorilla that fought ghosts and somehow what happened there was a show called the ghostbusters that came out that was a cartoon version of that so it was like a brothers that had a gorilla as a sidekick and they'd fight ghosts so this had to be released as the real ghostbusters yes very confusing for kids in the 80s because definitely as a kid i remember like oh ghostbusters sweet and i'm like there's no slimer in this why is there a gorilla in this there's no slimer at all yes Yes, and that was the uh, cartoon was made by uh, Filmation. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, all right. So, I won Tyson over with Sledgehammer. Yeah. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> I might even pull that clip because it's really funny of him being like, "What? The, did, were your actions totally justified?" Oh yes, quite. I had no eggs. I had no food at home. I definitely need eggs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, other shows we could watch right now would be Elf, L.A. Law. Matlock, Cheers, and The Cosby Show. The reason why I'm also thinking that I wrote the wrong date on the last show is because I kind of highlighted Elf. Mm. I think, maybe Elf was out in 89, but I definitely think I was like Googling 86 shows and then made up case for them, so whoops. Mm, Gotcha. Movies that came out November 1986. Sid and Nancy, Trick or Treat. Uh, it's a show about. It's a movie about a high school student who is haunted by a rock ghost. Uh, it's not Trick and Treat or Trick or Treat, the movie I recommended everyone watch last year, um, like a remake or mm-hmm. something, like the first one. So I was like, yeah, all right, I'll put that down, but I'll make a note. The movie Heat and An American Tale were all released this month, so mm-hmm. you can find out that somewhere out there. Underneath the deep blue sky, there's someone waiting, loving you tonight. Oh, terrible. Boo. Yeah, Yeah, it is pretty bad. Uh, Game, also, like, if you were ever sick and had a fever, put that on. Because the crazy fever dreams that, like, the scary Nazi Moskowitz, like, rat thing would give you, Mm -hmm. be great. 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 You definitely wouldn't lose any sleep. You would not lose any sleep at all. Games that were released. Sega released Alex Kidd in Miracle World this month. Oh, Alex Kidd. Sweet. We love Alex Kidd on Potendo. But also, in 1986, uh, The Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Brothers, The Lost Levels, Dragon Quest, and Adventure Island all came out this year. So, Hmm. technically, Dragon Quest came out only in Japan in 86, and it was 89 in North America, so... Hmm. Yikes. Music. Everyone's favorite section, the music. Top three songs from November 1986. Number three was Amanda by Boston. Great one. Uh, the second song was True Colors by Cindy Lauper. I see your true colors. That's why I love you. So don't be afraid to let them show me. 
like when I've like heard of songs. Yeah, I, that... I've heard of this because of uh, My Name Is Earl. Really? No, Time After Time. Mm, yes. How Every time Randy colors? gets. Uh, I'll see your true colors. That's why, and then it's like. No, because time after time. Yeah, no, that's the that's the Randy one. But I think the true colors is the one about where Randy finds the. Uh, I, I swear, it's like they they play that 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 song. I swear that happens in, in my name is Earl episode. I. Well, I guess I'm watching my name is Earl after this. So all right. Yep, I gotta get to the bottom of this. All right, and the number one song while Tyson's googling in November. 1986 was You Give Love a Bad Name by motherfucking Bon Jovi. Like that weird two of those songs. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. I'm surprised I don't know the Boston song. Because I do yeah, that's know what Boston. I, yeah, I was like, I was like, I, th- I knew Boston. I was like, Amanda. I was like, maybe I've heard of it, but it'll be one of those things. I'm like, oh, okay. And what were the search results? Mm, nothing yet. I'm seeing just... the time after time pop up, but I swear. No, it is there. It does okay. play True Colors, uh, Chugalug. Stray Cat Strut and Time After Time and My Name is Earl um, Lawrence of a Kitty Cat Interesting Lawrence of a Kitty Cat maybe Oh when he like when he falls in love with the kitty cat lady but he's also deathly allergic to cats Yes We should start a My Name is Earl podcast yeah, And we should figure out what was who is Earl Jr.'s actual father We should Right I think we could just like like pick it up with characters like the existing characters because no one really owns it and just like film the next like the fifth season <gasps> yeah i think that we could probably get away with it like i could gain like 50 pounds and you could grow a mustache yeah definitely huh all right all right well i know what we're doing after this <laughs> we're rebooting it <sighs> first memories oh now that my brain is going and i'm like back like, definitely thinking about 1986 and not My Name is Earl remake that I'm going to be making. And I'm actually just going to call it my broker and see if I can't get some funding for the camera rentals for no obvious reason. Mm. Uh, first memories that I have of this game. I have no real first memories of this game. But one of my very first Super Nintendo games I ever played was Super Ghosts and Goblins. I recall it being extremely challenging. We made it through the very first graveyard area onto the wrecked ship uh, and I remember playing this with mum and I remember was laughing because after you get hit once your armor comes off and you're in your uh, like red heart boxers that every person in Hollywood like ever wears mm-hmm. so I remember that so I was like huh that was like my pretty much only experience ever with this title so yeah I feel like I maybe first experience was with by watching angry video game nerd and mm, then yeah. getting a little bit of exposure through maximo oh maximo fuck yeah yeah that that's a good game yeah i kind of wanted to just like talk about this game so then we can just like talk maximo <laughs> <laughs> it's all a ploy mm-hmm mm-hmm 
all right. So without further ado, do you have any other memories? Anything you want to talk about? No, I, I like this is the first time I've actually played it all the way through. I've picked it up a couple times, but this game is ridiculous. So yeah, I, yeah. I, out of my sanity, I've put it down many, many times. All right. So without further ado, let's get into the story. The princess of a certain peaceful country is abducted by a messenger from Hades, and the knight who loves this princess leaves for Hades to rescue her. However, to rescue the princess, the knight must pass through six gates guarded by Satan's generals to reach Hades. Of course, there are demons that attack the knight between the six gates. The knight has five kinds of weapons, which he uses his skill to destroy the demons and advance into Hades. The knight needs your help to rescue the princess and escape from Hades to test your skills. Wow, what a great story. What a great story. Uh, I had contemplated uh, per episode doing like a little like fan something. Uh, so like doing some like keywords or like if you tweet us like the keywords that we say in the podcast, like between a certain dates, you could like win a $5 card for like an eShop and buy a copy of this yourself. I don't want to do do this to anyone to make anyone else play this game. The experience I had was phenomenal and I don't want to make anyone else do that. So you're welcome. Yeah, well, we should probably only do that for ones that we're like, let's actually promote this. This is something that you like, download the Capcom Arcade, use all your coins for the day, because that's a thing, and just okay. try to get through the first level. And if you don't want to pull your hair out and scream, yeah, feel free to pay for it. Yeah. So uh, starting off in the level note section, we'll look at the weapons. You start off with your lance. Uh, it's a kind of a long range attack. It's not very fast though. Uh, so I I actually preferred the dagger, which is I don't think it does as much damage, but the the rate that you can fire it off at I think uh, makes it much more manageable. Mm. Right. Uh, we also get the torch, which is you only get two per screen. So if there's a torch burning and you throw another one and it burns, you actually have no projectiles until it burns out. Uh, as well as we have an axe, which is kind of a similar arc, just uh, it's thrown to the torch, does a bit more damage. And then finally, the shield. You need the shield to win the game. It's a very short-ranged attack, but you can't fight Satan without it. So, mm-hmm. All right, so on to the level notes. Stage 1, from the graveyard to the forest. This stage is okay. Uh, you just jump and shoot, uh, kind of learn where the enemy's uh, patterns are to survive it's definitely manageable uh yeah there's just a couple tricky jumps like you can jump over a lot of the enemies in this it's just all about a matter of timing out the jumps right um and you get your first view of the red demon that flies around so who's a pretty cool pretty, pretty cool little guy but if you can be patient and be a little bit quick with your reflexes because as you're walking along, basically the some zombies will be popping out of the ground. So you got to learn where those positions are. And once you kind of get a good feel for it and play it maybe once, twice, you should be able to get your way through it. So I always thought the zombies were just randomly spawning. Yeah. See, I feel like with the first time you run through it, don't they pop up the same spot all the time? I don't know. Like, I know they, they randomly spawn after a while, but the first time, like, if you're trying to, like, push oh, your way gotcha. through it. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And I would recommend doing that. Don't don't try to be like grind out for things. Just get moving and 
get going yeah. try to save the princess yeah yeah so uh the first eric is called the first boss is a unicorn he's a big like cyclops looking guy i think he's called a unicorn because he has one eye mm-hmm. and they were like oh you know like those things with one eyes and their one thing in their head and they're like oh a unicorn they probably meant cyclops yeah i think he does have a like a single horn on his head but it's more of an ogre yeah uh the second stage is the ghost town hooray i love this town said sarcastically by mech uh this stage sees you have to battle your way through a goblin filled building which is just the worst so the first time i was playing through it i was using uh save states on my 3ds and i was like oh this is great taking my time uh, as you climb up there's these little goblin guys and they love to just sit on top of ladders so i'd like wait it out and then get up and fight them and beat them and like destroy the little bird that came along and then as i was climbing down there was one guy that just decided to hang out at the bottom of the ladder and like not move so i waited and i waited and then finally he moved and i killed him and got to the next section and then all of a sudden i just died and then i made a save state and i was like that's weird apparently i ran out of time so Mm -hmm. there's also a timed element to these levels you can't just take forever you have to make it like you have to go at a certain pace and it's awful yeah it's you like you really do need to kind of like push your way through unfortunately like nick says uh when they hang out at the bottom of the ladder you're just like i don't really know what to do do you take the hit because you really like the way way it works is you have your armor and as soon as you take your armor you drop down like nick said earlier it's like so do you really want to lose your armor do you lose your want to lose your that that one damage like i i really don't so you end up having to sacrifice time or whatever. I think you could probably try to like work it so you had a projectile, but I really don't want to give up my lance. I think the way you're supposed to do it, or uh, what I saw that was most effective, was uh, when you first climb up the first half of the building, you go to the little stone wall that's impossible, and you can actually kill the goblins that way, and then you go up and around. Oh, so you kind of okay. get to their level, beat them, and then go around. It's a lot easier than like waiting for them to leave. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe watching a walkthrough might help. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'll talk about the walkthrough I watched. And it was great. Hmm. Uh, then, at the boss of this part, we get to fight two unicorns. After that, we're off to stage three, underground passage to the Demon Realm Castle. Uh, this area starts with an instant kill trap. So you're sitting there, zombies pop up, as well as like seven bats fall down from the ceiling. I, I played it maybe a dozen times, two dozen times, and only once was able to destroy everything without taking a hit. So basically, you almost have to take a hit right off the start. It's stupid. Yeah, I hate when they do that in games. Yeah, and I mean, like, you only get two lives to play the whole game, like, get through the whole game, but you can use a continue, and a continue starts you at the beginning of the stage, so you basically get two lives to get all the way through. Sometimes there are, like, checkpoints you might hit, but even then, like, it's, even with save states, like, I'm like, oh my goodness, like, it's just, oh, great, great. So good. Yeah, then you get to go into kind of a darker part of the cave where there's a bunch of little uh, stairs that you get to climb up that have red demons in them constantly. So you better master like this like backward jump and shoot to take care of all of them because they're just the best ever. You yeah, know? and they, they have a ton of health. 
Ugh, like just so terrible. So uh, then you kind of climb up to the top of the stairs, and it's a pretty steep drop down. My recommendation is if somehow you manage to get to the top of the stairs, just jump and run. Like, don't fight the red demons, just run. And hopefully, once you spawn the boss, the red demons will leave you alone. Hmm. Uh, the big boss is a big blue floating kind of like cloud dragon guy. He's. Uh, somewhat challenging i mean he's got a pretty good pattern and he also breathes fire so i mean that's great uh he's i think he's easier than dealing with the red demon sometimes yeah especially after like fighting through that uh this is kind of yeah close to the part where my patience for this game like was like yep pretty much done (laughs) i'm over this uh stage four is the entrance to the demon realm there are some floating platforms and a bridge you need to cross way easier than stage three and then you get to fight another dragon. Now we're only like down to two more levels. And I was like, Psh, easy. It's two-thirds of the game. I'll definitely not rage quit and just like watch a walkthrough instead of playing the rest of this game. <laughs> uh, so, level five. Charge to the Demon Realm Castle. You have to climb up a tower. So there's more ladders waiting while having goblins and red demons attack you. Fuck this. <laughs> That's where I officially gave up. I was like, no, I'm just going to watch YouTube. That's Yeah, this yeah. this game's kind of unforgiving oh. as hell. I had cheats on, so I got I survived. But My emulator doesn't load the cheats for this game. I know, I was like, uh, I wish I had infinite life or like health or something. Invincibility. Just, yeah, I was like, ugh. It's like, it's just great <laughs> so good uh so uh yeah it's pretty tough at the top of this if somehow you do manage to climb up this like this tower and like you battle through it uh you get to fight the boss the flying devil guy who kidnaps princess Prinprin at the beginning and i was like oh this is like the end guy cool and then there was i was like oh yeah there's a sixth part so the sixth stage is the uh to the demon realm castle top now that you have, you basically do a mini boss rush while climbing the tower. Uh, you also have to make sure you collect the shield or cross to have the ability to win the game. Uh, you click it right at the beginning, and then there's probably like 17 randomly spawned items in front of this one. So they're trying to like goad you into taking anything else. So again, beginner traps because that's cool. Mm-hmm. The boss. Now, this was two flying devil guys, so, I mean, if you were man enough to get up the tower, obviously you could take two of them out, right? Yeah, and, I mean, they were so easy the first time, you might oh. as well be able to deal with two of them. Ugh, oh, so the final stage, the demon lord Asragoth's room, uh, you have to fight him with the shield to defeat him. Then, when you finally, if you are able to get through this, you learn that all this was an illusion. If you want to win the game, you have to beat it again so one of the reasons why people cite this as one of the most difficult games ever is the war of attrition that we just bitched about tyson's using cheats i'm using save states these things didn't exist in 1986 is then you have to i mean you get the unlimited continues so i guess that's a perk but for the most part you're battling through all of this only to learn that you have to do it all over again Hmm, so joyous yeah yeah a big shout out to wolfman uh 1986 or something like that was his name Uh, on youtube watched his he had an hour-long uh let's play of this that i 
kind of helped me be able to talk about the end of this game. Uh, he would cut out moments when he got stuck. So it's an hour-long Let's Play. He cut out, I calculated it, almost eight and a half hours of unused like play footage. Him just replaying the same area again and again and again. So there's this guy out there that played this game for like nine and a half hours for some Let's Play. So that man. If you, if you so want to see, yeah, if you want to see someone play this game and like uh, support someone, like check that guy out because that guy's guy. dedicated. And do you want to like, beating this game in? At, it, it, yeah, beating it twice. No, as soon as I beat uh, it once, I was like, yeah, that's sweet. I'm not actually beating this twice. So if you do beat it again, the real ending. So you fought your way through the game twice. Congratulations. The story is happy end. Mm-hmm. That's the text you get. Mm-hmm. This story is happy end. <laughs> I was like, fuck you. <laughs> you, you <laughs> fuck you, game. You don't even want to actually give me the satisfaction of a correctly spelled ending. And it's not even like, oh, and, you know, the evil was defeated. Good job. It's like, no. Happy end. Ugh. So, uh, current thoughts on this title. Uh, this game literally is one of the most difficult games I've ever played. Uh, I mean, I might keep chipping away at it. I don't know. I've got some other fun games kind of on the go for the next couple months, so I'm probably going to play that. But I've got it. Got a copy. <sighs> might chip away at it. Uh, like, I'd be, I'd be surprised how, like, this one compares to, like, Ninja Gaiden or something, you know? Yeah, I think they're probably in the same boat of difficulty. It's yeah. just, like, you... If unless you completely remember everything, you're gonna struggle. So, yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, the fact you can continue definitely makes it more manageable. Uh, it would probably take you like five hours of using some type of like not game breaking cheat or save state to actually be able to take down this title. Uh, it's a lot to get through. Uh, what would I change? I think I would get rid of the time element so that you could just, uh, you know, like, bide your time uh, and take that into account as opposed to, like, feeling like you're being pushed and having to rush through the level. I mean, I guess it gets not that sense of urgency they were going for, but it's just, like, it's kind of unnecessary, you know? Also, the ability to shoot down and up would be nice. Or jump off ladders. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jumping off ladders would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I just like just like just like pick one. Either you rush through it or you make it timed. Like don't don't have all this waiting elements of it as well as a timer. Just pick one. So yeah, pick one. Uh, any your current thoughts? Anything you change? Uh, well, besides the ladders and the, uh, I don't know. I I think it's, this game shouldn't be on my top ten list. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was gonna call you out on that one. Actually, I was gonna. I think you have it like it was like sixth or something. Yeah, I think so. I, I think I definitely need to rethink that one after beating on this all the way through. Like, like I love the atmosphere and everything, and I love scary games. So that's probably. I remember that's why I put it on there. But you know, if the scary game mechanic is the difficulty, just why? Why would you try to murder yourself that way? Also, funny that. There's lots of games on our top ten list that we've just never played before, obviously. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's one of my favorite games. It sounds sweet. I, mean, I never played it, but it sounds sweet. And you're like, okay. I, I like the idea of it. 
<laughs> yeah, so I definitely feel like that's one of those things we should probably go back and look. I think Ninja Gaiden might be one of the only ones we haven't hit on it. Yeah. And DuckTales. So we should definitely look at, like, doing those games and then, like, going back and, like, readdressing it. And, like, we're going to make some corrections. Maybe we'll do that one day. Okay. That yeah. works. Yeah. Uh, but one of the cool things is there's spinoffs. So there's Super Ghosts and Goblins. There's Ghouls and Ghosts for the Sega. There's a whole other spinoff. So every there's... Uh, one particular red demon somewhere in this world that gets his own spinoff of Dr- Demon's Quest or Crest games. Mm-hmm. So they made a whole spinoff series on the red demons that fly, or the red devils that fly around. Yep. So that's kind of weird. Yeah, and those games actually play a lot differently than these games. Oh, huge, because you, uh, you kind of are in a side-scrolling area, it's platforming, you get climb, you can shoot projectiles, and then at certain points you can actually fly up into the overworld, and then you fly around over top of items, like, different levels, and then you, like, drop down into them. Almost, that would be almost a good, like, Gargoyles game. Yeah. Like, the TV show Gargoyles, if they just, like, because I remember playing that one, and it's kind of, it's okay. They took Demon Crest and it's basically like just color swapped gargoyles onto it, and you're like, "I'm okay with this." Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, there's that, and then as well as Tyson mentioned earlier, Maximo. Maximo was a PlayStation Two released game where you're playing as not Arthur, you're playing as Maximo, I believe his name was. Yes. Uh, your queen is in a castle. Uh, some evil villain comes in, takes her. Y- kills you you go to the underworld death comes to you and says i like the cut of your jib i want you to go up and uh claim me some souls uh this king somehow found a way of sucking souls out of hell uh and is populating the earth i want you to go up and stop him and like bring back my stuff for me Hmm. but like it costs you a price so you as you play around you collect coins and use the coins when you see death again to like pay him to send you back it's a great little title. Hmm. I'll have to check it out. You never played Maximo? Well, I never beat it. Oh, I played... Yeah, I never beat it either. I got to the third or fourth level's final boss. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, the most ridiculous thing ever. Like, you're climbing down in an elevator, and there's just this giant dragon shooting at you. And I, like, had to use all my death coins. I think I went through it twice, and then I was just like, I'll come back to you. Like, maybe I fucked something up somewhere. And I've never got past. So I never beat it, I suppose. But I got a good chunk of it, and it's definitely, like, a fun early PS2 kind of platformer. Kind of like a Sly Cooper feel to it, almost. Or, like, a Jack and Daxter, so. Yeah, I remember it being extremely hard. Yeah. Now, was there a Maximo 2? Yes, there was. Really? Yes. What's Maximo 2 on? Uh, Max- PS2. Uh, Maximo versus the Army of Zin. Cool. Yeah. Falls into that whole around the area of Mark Cree game- games. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The Mark Cree was a good game, too. Also, one of those weird games where I played it through, played it through, got to the end bad guy, couldn't beat it. It was too tough. And then it was like five months later, I picked it up and beat the end bad guy, no problem. And I was like, oh. Well, I should play this game in like fully, so I understand the title. Weird. Yeah, that was that was my uh, my experience with uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, Snake Eater when you're yeah, yeah. you're against the which the, the the sniper old guy. The end. Yeah, I, I died a bunch, and then I just like came back years later. It's like, oh, he died of a heart attack. You took too long. You're like, yeah. Oh, 
Oh, okay. <laughs> Dies of old age. Yeah. It's great. Or you can just set your clock ahead too. Huh. In your t- like to say, oh, it's a week later, and then like turn it back on and keep playing. It's funny, funny, funny. Thanks. All right. Uh, so, an uh, are you buying it? I don't really have much for are you buying it. Uh, all of Capcom's games exist on the same timeline. I wrote down this giant, huge fan theory that you can find on Reddit, uh, but it was kind of lame. Uh, like, there's this game called Athmith, Athmith uh, or something I've never even heard of. And apparently there's some DLC where, like, Street Fighter exists in the same world. And the idea is, in the Capcom world, there's a Demon King, and he comes and he, like, changes magic in the world, and... So that's how it makes Resident Evil in the same world as Go- Ghosts and Goblins? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this guy's cracked out. Uh, you know what though? Like later Resident Evil, where there's like the Los Plagas, could kind of make sense that maybe those things exist in Ghosts and Goblin world. I guess. But so. then like, but then like but how, Mega Mega, Mega Man, Man also yeah. exists in this world as long with Street Fighter. So yeah, I just don't see Mega Man and Chun Li. Oh, you know, I mean, like I guess if you had like you really have to touch oh, it out. But and Don uh, and Devil May Cry. How does this? How does this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, it, Mega Man next to, to to Dante from Devil May Cry. Mm. Well, they kept they kept pushing this one like the, whatever they think the first title is in the series, and I'm like, I've never heard of this, and I never looked it up. It was like Athmeth. Anyways, it was kind of dumb and silly, and some of these games fan theories are really lame. The last two I've had, I'm like, eh, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, right. Azura's like, Wrath. Azura's Wrath, that's it, Azura. I was like, I don't know what the fuck Azura's Wrath is. It's dumb. Oh, that's that... Oh, that's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, so, that's but, not buying it at all. Yeah, Halloween. Uh, do you have any uh, October goals for this year? So, like, is there, like, a movie series or a bunch of, like, uh, TV shows you want to, like, take down or anything like that? To be honest, not overly. I might rally the same usual like Simpsons and stuff, but I might might take a break from it this year and try to figure out what else I can really get my hands on in regards yeah. to um, Halloween episodes or Halloween specials. Maybe I might do a go through all the Friday the Thirteenth or all the Nightmare on Elm Street or all the Halloweens. That's why I just don't want to get to like halfway through it and be like, oh, I've bit off way more than i can chew yeah that's fair yeah i feel like that's one of those i'm just gonna wait for something like a sale to come on playstation network Mm -hmm. and kind of like go based on that rather than like go out of my way and actively search something so that's probably not a bad idea yeah nice cool nice i might even tie this into like summer blockbusters and do like scary underwater monster month or something and do like jaws and like piranhas or something we ever watched the abyss I've not seen the abyss, so it's a James Cameron. Yeah, I'm thinking. So we did a we were in Vancouver a couple like a couple months ago and we went to the aquarium and they have a four D show, so it's three D. 
but they also do stuff like a whale will come out of the ocean and like they'll sp- spray water at you and you're like oh wow so magical the coolest fucking thing was at one point they're underwater and like they were showing all these bubbles and they started pumping bubbles into the theater and it was like the most trippy fucking crazy thing ever because there's 3d bubbles on the screen and then there's like actual bubbles and i was like i don't know where the screen stops so next time there's like a finding dory or something on like movies release i'm bringing a bubble maker with me setting in the seat behind me and just like pumping out bubbles the whole movie and i'll be like wow look how amazing this is i'm also probably gonna like get like the police to come investigate me for drug use (laughs) well either that or your in-laws will try to enroll you in some sort of psychiatric help yeah it's good Mm -hmm. very good cool all right well that was that fun game (sighs) dear goodness anyways uh we got nothing else did we miss anything i think we're good awesome well thanks for listening you can contact podtendo on twitter at podtendo podcast email us at podtendo at gmail.com or check us out on facebook facebook.com slash podtendo the music of podtendo was used without permission and is property of nintendo bye bye